0: Amen, amen, praise God. Thank you, platform musicians. Thank you, platform musicians. Amen. How many are ready to hear from God tonight? And hey, we can turn those monitors down just a little bit. Just a little bit. Feeling a lot of feedback up here. Test, test, one, two. Bring this down a little bit. How's everyone doing? Amen. How many? Uh, uh, feeling okay in the middle of this busy week. Yeah. Amen. Wednesday is always tough. Amen. But I many know oh, God's still on the throne. Yeah. You can smile. You can be happy. You can be excited. I mean that. Like, you, you get happy. Yeah. Amen. You're on your way to heaven oh, yeah. if you're saved. Wow. I mean, we take that for granted yeah. when we're going through our moments. Speaking of moments, I mean, we all have moments in life. We have moments, special moments, uh, moments of frustration, moments of happiness. We all have moments. If you're a a human in this place, we all have had moments. Can you say amen? Amen. But then there's moments, this is to be very clear tonight, then there's defining moments. There's moments in life, and then there's what we call defining moments. You know, the bubonic plague known as the Black Death was a defining moment in human history in England in the 13th century. This defining moment of terror swept across uh, England, leaving over a quarter of the population dead. If you don't know what the bubonic plague was, this was a time uh, in, in, in England, uh, obviously didn't have sewer systems, so a lot of times uh, when people would use the restroom, uh, they would dump their waste into the city streets of England, uh, and rats and very different feces, and it had a, had a, uh, a, 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 a shockwave throughout the England, where it killed off almost half of the population, it's called the Black Death. That's where the song Ring Around the Rosie comes from. You know, you hear ring around the rosy because they had the diseases, pocket full of posies because it smells so bad, they all fall down because when it was at this point, you just dropped dead. That's where the whole nursery rhyme, I like, there ain't no nursery rhyme. That's death rhyme, man, you know. Got kids singing stuff, they don't even know what they're talking about. But that was a defining moment. We have had our defining moments as a country when you think about wars and conflicts. Wars such as the American Revolution, War, the Civil War, World War I, World War II, all of which have been defining moments in the way we live as well as our freedom and democracy that all the watching world still covets to this day. Inventors like Tim Burns Lee who invented the World Wide Web Internet in 1989. You know, say what you want about the Internet but few inventors have changed uh, the lives of people uh, like the Internet. That's one of the the most uh, uh, brilliant uh, uh, inventions uh, as far as technology goes. You know, there are a lot of defining moments in life in itself, church. There are a lot of defining moments in history. There's a lot of defining moments in the life of others. But tonight... The defining moment uh, that's up for discussion tonight is your defining moments in your life. The defining moments, uh, the change factor, if you will, in your particular life. The moments in your life that can change the direction and course of your life for the good or the bad. And I want to preach a sermon that I've entitled The Trajectory of Your Defining Moments. You see, what's more detailed and intriguing than just the defining moment itself is how you handle, respond, and make decisions in your defining moments. And I want to look at the life of David tonight. How many know his life was filled with defining moments, uh, both of good choices as well as hideous ones, both of, uh, 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 of failures. Uh, as well as victories. But that's what makes the Bible the Bible, isn't it, church? It's the book of defining moments. That's why the Bible is more than just a book about people, but it's a book that tells the story uh, uh, of God through the lives of flawed people. Do you hear me tonight? 1 Samuel chapter 20, 1 through 5, and then we'll drop down to uh, 17 through 22. 1 Samuel 20, uh, chapter 1 through 5, then... 17 through 22, then David fled from Naoth and Ramah and went and said to Jonathan, what have I done? What is my iniquity and what is my sin before your father that he seeks my life? So Jonathan said to him, by no means you shall not die. Indeed, my father will do nothing, either great or small, without first telling me. And why should my father hide this thing from me? It is not so. Then David took an oath again and said, Your father certainly knows that I have found favor in your eyes. And he has said, Do not let Jonathan know this, lest he be grieved. But truly, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, there is but a step between me and death. Verse 4. So Jonathan said to David, "Whatever, Whatever you yourself desire, I will do it for you. And David said to Jonathan, Indeed, tomorrow is the new moon, and I should not fail to sit with the king to eat. But let me go that I may hide in the field until the third day at evening. Dropping down to verse 17. And now Jonathan again caused David to vow because he loved him. For he loved him as he loved his own soul. Then Jonathan said to David, Tomorrow is the new moon, and you will be missed, Excuse me, because your seat will be empty. Verse 19, and when you have stayed there three days, go down quickly and come to the place where you hid, uh, hid on, on the day of the deed and remain by the stone of Israel. Then I will shoot three arrows to the side, and though I shot a target, and there I would send a lad saying, go find the arrows. If I expressly say to the lad, look, the arrows are on the side of you, get them and come then as the Lord lives there is safety for you and no harm but if i say to the young man look the arrows are beyond you go your way for the lord has sent you away let us pray church heavenly father i ask god right now god in this place god um, oh god that you will help your church god god we're only human god god we go through things god we go through uh times uh, such as defining moments uh, but, God, I pray, God, right now you will help us in our decision-making. Uh, help us how to respond, God, uh, in these life-changing events that occur in our life. Uh. God, I pray, God, Lord, you anoint, God, this message uh, that it minister to your people, God. I uh, have no confidence in this flesh, uh, oh, but confidence in you that you will move upon your people's heart. Uh, and we ask all these things uh, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ uh, and all God's people said, Amen. Defining moments. You know, the dictionary definition of a defining moment is an event that influences or changes all subsequent related occurrences. To put it more simply, a defining moment uh, is a fork that's in the road. It is one of those times where, depending on the moment and how you react to it in your life, uh, can go to one direction or another. It's a moment in your life when you're Urge to make a pivotal decision is a moment that could be described as something that changes within yourself. A defining moment is one of those times that you know you look back and say, if it weren't for that, things are, would have been different. You know, I've had my share of defining moments, like when I got saved. How many know that's a defining moment? I knew when I got saved, when I gave my life to Jesus Christ in 2004, right here in Newport News, right here on Warwick Boulevard, uh, that day, uh, you know, as God began to change things in my heart, I I knew that was a defining moment because I was a different person. I began to talk different, act different, um, respond and see life differently. How many know what I'm talking about? September 3rd, 2006 was another defining moment. Some say, what's that? What is that date, sir? That's the day I married my beautiful wife for 15 years in counting. Amen. amen. Be 16 years, uh, you know, and how many know uh, marrying that woman changed my life forever? That I have a wife to love, to cherish, amen, uh, to grow old with, uh, you know, all these various different things that we're experiencing now. Uh, that is a defining moment. I think about the time when me and my wife started having kids and didn't stop. How many know having kids is a defining moment? (laughs) Which for me, that was six defining moments. (laughs) Not only were these their birth defining moments, but they were defining moments because each kid, amen, cost me more money. Like, God, every time I had a kid, like, God, give me a defining moment. Give me a pay raise. <laughs> but then, you know, there's times in our life, church, when we have defining moments that are not so celebrated. I can remember a time, a defining moment, the first time I went to jail. When I don't like I'm the only one went to jail in this place. That was a defining moment when I knew that my bed wasn't the same. I was Brooks, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Y'all heard the story? It ain't, it ain't, I don't know if he spent as much time as I did, but them, that, that, that bed wasn't comfortable. Mm-hmm. See, I told you. Uh-uh. That bed hard. That was a defining moment for the brother. You know, like one night of carelessness may change a girl's life forever she becomes pregnant at a young age. Or one night with the wrong crowd uh, gave uh, a boy an arrest record that he forever have with him. How one long turn on an interstate can take a person's life. Had a friend named David Hawthorne. Probably shared the story. He died in a car accident in 2009. This guy probably have gotten into maybe 10 to 12 car accidents before the last one took his life. I was with him for three of them. I mean, reckless, always getting it in one bad decision, one defining moment, he's not here. I had a guy I went to school with named Jeff Bolton, promising athlete, probably was going to go to the NBA, uh, uh, You know, went off to college, uh, uh, met this girl, uh, and then in the first night having relations with her, he caught full-blown AIDS and died. Instantly, in weeks, life gone. And see, as you go and navigate through life, listen to me very clearly tonight. We undoubtedly will have similar defining moments, but the question is, uh, who will you become in your defining moment? What will you be remembered or known by uh, in your defining moment when you're making these decisions in these crucial hours of life? I want to examine that tonight. I want to first look at the essence of a defining moment. You know, we know the story of David. David uh, was playing around with the sheep when he was anointed king. From there, we know that the Lord had favor upon young David as he defeated Goliath, amen, in stunning fashion. He's now being lifted up by uh, David and his men. He go, they go kill the uh, Philistines. Uh, you know, uh, you know, you know the uh, know J- uh, David. Uh, you know uh, 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 Saul slain his thousands, but David ten thousand. This was his defining moment. Saul gets more angry, and now David has fled to Naioth to escape. And from there, he meets up with his good friend named Jonathan. We pick up verse one. Now David fled from Naioth to Ramah. And went and said to Jonathan, what have I done? What is my iniquity? And what is my sin before thy father that he seeks my life? And here it is, church, where the defining moment for David comes into play. They come up with the plan and decided by a single arrow, which would determine whether Saul would be at peace or his life is still in danger with the king. The landing of that arrow told David, His whole life was going to be forever changed. He would no longer be welcome to the palace. He would no longer be welcome among the army of Israel. He could no longer go home. Uh, David went from a sheep herder that was minding his own business uh, to a fugitive on the run in a matter of years, determined to be destroyed by a jealous king. And we see from here a long line of many defining moments that David would have uh, uh, ultimately shaped and play a factor in David's life for the next 20 years. Can I tell you, defining moments in life are critical. How you handle, uh, how you make decisions, uh, how you process life uh, when that fork in the road visits you in your life. See, how are you defined in the defining moments of life? Your actions and your defining moments ultimately become who you are, church. See, it in the defining moments that build a case of of who you really are to the real strength of a person's character when you're going through something. How many with me tonight? Anybody can act a certain way uh, in regular moments, uh, you know, in, in, in normal moments, but who are you in the defining moments? It's another word, uh, you know, when it's crunch time, uh, when the weight is more usual, heavier than usual. How many know David's behavior and who he was uh, known to be changes a little bit in his defining moment, which we'll get to that a little bit later. But nevertheless, his character changes a little bit. His decisions are made without a lot of clarity and more out of fear as you begin to follow the story. And again, we can be consistent with life. In just average moments. How many know it was real easy to fight Goliath when he didn't have another enemy trying to kill him? You know, it was real easy. He, you know, he had God's help, but, you know, but they know it would have been double hearted if Saul was trying to kill him at the same time he was trying to fight this giant. See, truth be told, tonight, how many know we all can be like David in many cases? Our faith can wither a little bit in the defining moment. How many been there? Listen, we know what the Bible says about faith. We know scripture's on faith, but when it becomes your reality, is it still faith? Is it still activated in the defining moment? In the life-changing moment? Be a whole nother person when we face opposition. See, this can be an external factor like a career or relationship change. This can be an experience of an injury or an illness that changes your perspective. How many know that? that'll do it? You know, I was just face-to-face with a person that had a known defining moment many years ago in Pastor Warner. I was there last week and just talking to him in the meeting rooms. I'm just like in awe, like I'm talking with him. But I know the story. Anybody, you know, first-time visit, this is a pastor in our fellowship who's been in a wheelchair for 50 years. We've got over 3,000 churches uh, in our fellowship. Uh, He was the first one to get sent out. Uh, Pastor Wayman Mitchell sent him out to start a church in Tucson. Uh, 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 Many people were opposed to that. They go down there on the way back. He gets in a car accident, uh, paralyzed for the rest of his life. And I'm watching him. I'm talking to him, uh, you know, and I'm seeing how he operates now. Uh, We're there in the meeting. The guy busts in our room. He didn't know we was there, ready to cut Pastor Warner hair. I guess he gets his hair cut before service. And I'm just watching his body language, and and I'm like, man, my goodness. Uh, And here it is, uh, even in a wheelchair, in his defining moment, he goes back out to Pioneer. And that church is rocking to this day the biggest church in our fellowship, and he did it from a wheelchair. How do you respond in your defining moments, man? In a wheelchair, discipling men, writing sermons. Uh, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm just, again, knowing the story, but now I'm, I'm looking at it, I'm like, wow, this is God. You know I mean? Give me that strength. Give me that, that, that mindset in my defining moments in life. And the things we complain about, that's a whole nother sermon. That's why God, he, can't, he, he don't like murmurs and complainers. Real quick, I, I pull up one day. <laughs> My daughter, Treasure, six years old, she's at the door. Dad, I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. No, she's like, I'm starving. I'm starving. My I'm like, Treasure, you're not starving. She's like, I'm starving. I'm starving. So I messed with her a little bit. I was like, girl, you're just hungry. You know what starving is? She's like, I like, you know, you know what starving is. She's like, I'm hungry, so I'm telling her, you know, I'm messing with just want to see what she's gonna say. And oh my goodness! And I'm out. I said, no, you know, people in Africa, people overseas are starving. She looks at me and say, Well, that's their deal, not my deal. <laughs> and I said, You are a pastor's kid. What baby? What we're doing? Where we went wrong? Ungrateful? Yeah, you. Where's she at? (laughs) But listen, church. How many know we all can go off the deep end a little bit? I listen. I understand. We're human. But I'm talking about who you are when there's a pattern of a certain way you act uh, when you meet your defining moment. I call it faithful under circumstance. People are faithful until their circumstance change. They're faithful, you know, as long as they got that job going. But the moment they lose it, oh, I can't come to church no more. I can't serve God no more. How many of us shouldn't cha- we, we shouldn't be interchanging with God like that because, uh, you know, uh, of our situation? The Hebrew boys was in the fire. They said, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, you know, our God can deliver, but even if he don't, I'm still not going to serve you. See, they serve God because of his sovereignty of who he is and not what he can build them out from. Do you have that perspective tonight in your defining moments? God got to save you every time you're in a situation. If you do that, he'll never build any character in you. You'll never know how to go through nothing. God, help me. God, help me. Go through something. We don't like it, but it's a must. It's a need. Who are you in your defining moments of life? Every time your marriage goes south, does your relationship with God go south? Is it God's fault? How about when the blessing comes? When the blessing comes in your life, do we forget where it come from? Do you forget the one who blessed you? I've seen a lot of people come in the house of God. Marriage is jacked up, finances everywhere, toe up from the floor. They, they don't got no friends. God give them friends, help their marriage, give them the job, and then they run off with the blessing only to come back broken. Only to see God and repair and restore them. And you're like, come on. I know we have to be careful that the very thing that God blesses us with doesn't become your curse. Oh, listen, Judas, uh, he's a disciple. I mean, he walked hand in hand with Jesus uh, so close uh, to even when he betrayed him. The Bible said uh, he betrayed him with a kiss. Uh, How many know you had to be a good friend of Jesus to get that close? This man has been blessed with ministry, uh, blessed to be one of the chosen twelve. Ran with the blessing and it became his curse. Took him out, hung himself. You read your Bible. Can I preach tonight to someone? Who are you, church, in your defining moment? Who are you when you're disturbed and challenged, uh, when you're stretched a little bit past your comfort zone? See, that's the mark of being a Christian, ain't when, they, when in the sky's blue? What about when it's gray, when it's rainy, when it's nasty? You see, your defining moment ultimately, ultimately tells the tale of who you are in the most crucial hours, church. You know, your defining moments also become what you become known for, what you become known by. That's exactly what, who we're talking about. David's defining moments, both good and, mad, and, and bad, is what we remember him as we read the text. You ask any Buffalo Bills fan, hope you ain't in here tonight. You ask any Buffalo Bills fan from the early 90s, and they'll tell you, no one cares about the four straight Super Bowls they went to. The only thing that's remembered is that they lost four of them straight. The only team in NFL history, you you follow me, they went to Super Bowl, lost, Super Bowl, lost, Super Bowl, lost, Super Bowl, lost. No one cares about the regular season. But they didn't win. See, your defining moment and your decision, how you react, that's what you become known by. That's the last thing people remember. I was talking with Pastor Nicholson about this sermon, uh, and he was, we was talking about JFK, and he was making the point that, you know, all the great things that President Kennedy was known for, uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis, uh, the Nassau Space Program, uh, program his historic words that stirred the nation, uh, uh, the famous quote of, ask not what your country can do for you, uh, ask what you can do for your country, uh, challenge every American to contribute to the public to some good, but on the back end of his life, family tragedies, health issues, substance abuse, sex scandals that's still being undiscovered to this day. So your defining moment and how you respond and act and live in them becomes what you're known by. Jonah, in his defining moment, chose the direction of Tarshish instead of Nineveh where the Lord told him to go preach. Jonah's book ended in, in an unfortunate fashion, uh, leaving its readers only to speculate about what happened to Jonah. Think about that. You made it in the, Your name made it in the book of the Bible, but no one knows what happened after. Lot, no one talks about Lot being the nephew of the man who God's favor is on. How he was blessed. What's remembered is he chose the wicked cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, perverted his whole family. He goes from having a wife to having a statue. Daughters have relations with him and give birth to two heathen nations that haunted them, the Moabites and Amorites. Listen, beloved, don't let your defining moment become defined by your tragedies. Don't allow this this crucial. Listen, I'm not saying it's easy, but how you react, what you do in this moment, amen. uh, Listen, uh, it sets the pace for your future. Do you follow me tonight? See, ultimately, who we become in the defining moment and what we become known by, as well as how we respond in our defining moments, often uh, uh, stems from the decisions that we're making. I know that's the X factor. Making decisions in our defining moment. You know, it often does not seem fair that so much of life turns on the small moments. So much of life turns on the small moments of life. After all, it's not like David asked for all of this. How I mean, Again, he was minding his business when he was pronounced king. It was his bravery and honor to honor to God that caused him to stand up to the bully that no one else wanted to fight. And now he's running from someone who should have been his mentor. But see, nevertheless, our decisions and our defining moments still must remain critical regardless. In other words, church, uh, listen, uh, uh, what you may be going through, as difficult as it may be, uh, you still have a responsibility to make a great decision. Because it's your life, it's your destiny that's on the line. We can't be, I want to blame people for where you're at. No, 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 no. If you keep blaming people, let me just say this, you keep blaming people for where you're at, you're going to stay where you're at. Write that down. Take that note. You keep blaming people for your circumstance and your situation, and you won't move forward. You won't move forward. There has to be some responsibility, especially in a defining moment. How is your decision, church, when the pressure of life is on? Are you impulsive? Are you calm? Do you make decisions out of panic and haste? Do you become double-minded? I want to look at the trajectory of our defining moments. You see, how we make decisions in these moments and how we respond and handle, again, it paves the way for the course of life, the direction in which a person's life heads in. How many of this can be the difference between uh, uh, something being blessed and something just or that you learn to go through, or it could become your consequence or your scar, if you will. How we respond in our critical moments, church. How many of there are thousands of inmates sitting in correction facilities doing time, some even doing life sentences because of how they responded in the defining moment? In the defining moment. That one, uh, that one moment of anger, that one moment of rage got him a life sentence. Because he hurt somebody, killed somebody. Terry Longseen dreamed of playing football and having a family. But those dreams died more than 20 years ago when the uh, uh, 16-year-old young man, a 14-year-old Jason Carroll, broke into Evergreen Manor Retirement Community of Oshkosh, robbed and killed an 80-year-old Grace Brown. They were arrested, waived to adult court, court, and convicted of murder. Both have now spent more time behind bars than they have in society. It was supposed, it wasn't supposed to be a violent act, he said. Something took me over in the moment. It's his words. I I wasn't so, I just wanted to take from her. But something over, we know it overtook. It's called a demonic. See, if you're not careful... And you don't respond right, uh, and as Christians, they may have the Bible, that have wisdom, uh, that hear the preaching of the gospel, that know better, the demonic could take over your moment. The demonic would take over your moment, begin to manipulate that moment, uh, and have you being just like Mr. Carroll. I didn't mean to go that far, I didn't mean to make that decision. See, not only do these defining moments define them, but they have a, a transformative effect on our perceptions and our behaviors. David response to some of his highlighted defining moments set off a chain of bad reactions, church. David started off by, you know, here he is, he's fleeing, um, you know, uh, he got the arrow, uh, you know, the story, the direction. Uh, listen, you cannot come back to Israel right now, he's a fugitive, uh, you know, he's running from his life, he, he's hiding in caves. Uh, and we see how he's responding uh, with bad decisions, chain uh, reaction after chain reaction of bad decisions in his defining moment. Here he is, the Bible says he started off by lying. 1 Samuel 21, 1 through 2 said, Now David came to Nob, uh, and Abimelech the priest, and Abimelech was afraid when he met David and said to him, Why are you alone and no one is with you? So David said to Abimelech the priest, The king has ordered me on some business and said to me. How many know uh, the king didn't order him on no business? He was there, uh, you know, he's lying. uh, And if you know the story, uh, his lie cost several people their lives, including 85 priests. Because Saul comes there looking for David, he believes it has something to do with it, he slaughters all of them. See, This is how critical your defining moment is. The Bible says David starts uh, raiding villages uh, like a bandit and killing folks without God's approval. David is now fighting wars for profit instead of for God's honor like he did in past times. Now he's just doing something for profit uh, rather than honoring God in war. When matters get even worse, the Bible says David takes refuge with the enemy and starts living with them. Did you read that part when you got there? I mean, I had another, i was like, man, that's, this is crazy. And David, defining moment out of all places, he decides to take refuge and takes residence in Goliath's hometown. He literally just took out their champion and now he's asking to spend a night with them. That's, that's what the Bible says. He he can I have a sleepover? Are you following me? He literally carried Goliath's sword into Goliath's hometown. Not only that, he tries to, to join the Philistines army. That'll be like President Biden trying to join the, the Taliban. Well, he kind of did. That's another sermon, too. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. It's like our army, uh, you know, uh, you're being a soldier, now you go join the enemy. These are the decisions that he's making in the defining moments. See, a chain of bad decisions in our defining moments uh, often lead to a life of poor results. But see the reality tonight isn't just David, the bad decisions. How I mean, you know, many times this, these moments reflect us, church? When life seems to be a little confusing and we become afraid. Like David, we too lie in compromising situations in the defining moment. We too can run to our gaff. It's called running to the ungodly. Let me help you out. There's no wisdom in running to the ungodly about spiritual issues. Want to go to our parents and family and cousins. They're not even saved. And you're asking them about spiritual relations and God. And you know how they live. Ain't no different. But see, if you're not careful, you'll begin to run for the, to the ungodly in your defining moments because you'll be that desperate. Here's David. He's living with the enemy. He's taking up residence in Philistine, with the Philistine church. See, are you taking up residence with the Philistines in your defining moment? Are you taking up, uh, you know, residence with ungodly advice? See, this type of life can take us all over the place, church. Again, I, I recall making awful decisions. I begin to wind down in defining moments in my life. I put my young family at at the time, through a tough spot, and left us struggling financially and practically homeless. Two thousand and nine, uh, me and my wife—we both were uh, working in the shipyard. We lose our job the same weekend. Many of you heard the story. Right prior to that, uh, you know, we, you know, we was kind of like the Jeffersons, you know, coming and moving on. Now. We went from, you know, little apartment to a town home, not knowing the next week later we was both gonna lose our jobs on the same weekend. Get there, we're expecting a child, uh, you know, our first child together, and here it is. You know, I make a bonehead decision, got into it with my uh, with landlord, and I'm like, oh, man, forget this, man. I'm going to go out. How many know it's not wise to start doing that when you credit jacked up? Everybody ain't going to accept you because you got a little hey. cash. And here it is, church, we leave this, you know, I could have stayed there, Uh, you know, I was working in the shipyard, Uh, you know, at that time, uh, uh, nothing was stable, I was a contractor, we'll make good money here and there, but nothing's stable, don't have a job, Uh, I'm homeless, Uh, and we find ourselves in a dark place, we're staying with people, got so bad one time, uh, one of the ladies in the church had a daughter, I mean, uh, she was 18 years old, we're staying there. With a child. So bad, are we downtown Norfolk looking for a place to stay? Uh, you know, and you know how you, you I mean, it's just weird, we're on Craigslist. I'm just, I'm, I'm like David. I'm not running from an enemy, but my defining moment, my decisions is blurry. I'm looking at people and we going for interviews that, you know, to stay, have, you know, people renting out rooms and these people, and they, they all gothic and stuff. Yeah, we're welcome to have you. I'm like, no, you're not. I get there, and they got spikes and stuff hanging out their tongue. I'm like, no, we're not staying here. Okay, what a defining moment. I sleep in my car. We go into fellowships. You know, life's still continuing. We going to fellowships. We got our fellowship. We don't want nobody to come to our trunk because all our clothes is in there. Yeah, you didn't hear that story before, honey. Pastor, how am I in there struggle? Right. Let you in a little bit. Do the pastor chase on you. But how many know? And listen, I've been there. It gets real in the defining moments. And I must admit that I made a lot of bad decisions, but God's grace is what I want to talk about, church. I don't want, want to look at inquiring of the Lord. Okay, you know how many know that's what it boils down to. Even in that defining moment, I begin to ask, God, help me uh, begin to make decisions. And as you begin to follow this story, stay with me. Uh, yeah, David made some bad decisions, uh, but now things begin to turn around and define the moment. He started, he started doing what he should have did a long time ago, which was, God, help me. God, help me. Help me make better decisions. And again, say what you want about David, but one thing David had on his side was that he knew how to hear from God. Not only that, he knew how to hear from God when other peoples, when God sent other people uh, as the messenger. Every time God, David was confronted uh, with God about something, you hear a repentant heart uh, for him to change. David demonstrated this a few times in the midst of them defining the moments. Despite the bad decision, you, you think about Ziglag. Here he is, First uh, Samuel chapter 37 through 8. <clears throat> and David said to Abner the priest, uh, Amalek's son, please bring the ephod here to me. And, Ap- and Aphrod brought the ephod to David. So David inquired. Of the Lord saying, shall I pursue this troops? Shall I overtake them? Did you know the story? The Bible says they're there. Was coming back from the Philistines. You know, again, they had no business in the name. He comes back to this place that the Philistine king gave him and ran off with his wife and his kids. They wanted to stone David. But here it is. David said, you know what? I've been making bad decisions need to find a moment. Let me get a hold of God. And God instructed him. Another time uh, you begin to think about David, uh, here it is, some 15, 20 years before this, David's anointed king, uh, he hears the awful news uh, of Saul's death, uh, but rather than just running back and overtaking the kingdom in pride, uh, he sought the Lord when to go back. He could easily be like, well, Saul's dead, let me go step into my seat. That uh-uh. was wise, wanted to regain the respect of the people. Can I tell you, when you and I inquire of the Lord, it makes your defining moment more clear. When you're able to seek God in the defining moment, something simple, but we lose that in the midst of the moment. I didn't tell you nothing new right there, right? I didn't tell you nothing new. That wasn't rocket science, it wasn't deep. But for some of us, deep because we don't act on it. It's right there when you begin to seek God uh, and, and, and inquire of God, church. How many know God was faithful to answer David when he inquired? And how many know that same God is faithful to answer you as well, church, in your defining moment? Matthew 7, 7-8, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. For everyone who asks and receives, he who seeks, find and he who knocks, the door will be open. How many know this is true today, church? This still works. When David was able to get out of his own way, it was here where he was able to hear the voice of God. And many times, church, when we learn to get out of our own way, amen, and hear from God, it is here. When we're able to push through your emotions and your feelings and your bad judgment to the side and be able to hear from God, church. See, when you're able to hear from God in your defining moment, I believe it is right here where you and I are able to respond right. Can you say amen? Responding right. Nathan Hale elevated the term responding right to a new high of appreciation in 1776. Hale, a young lad of 21 years old, was captain in the colonial army. He was arrested by the British as a spy and sentenced to hang In his most defining moment of his life, his final words were, I only regret that I have but one life to lose for my country. In other words, uh, he said, if I had two lives uh, to lose, I'll lose them for the sake of my country. Uh, How many know this is an impressive example on how to respond right? You see, his capture and death sentence uh, didn't come at a compromise, but it came at what he stood for. His defining moment wasn't defined by words of cowardice uh, because of the series of his defining moment. He responded right by what he deemed important, which was the dignity of dying for his country in honor. You know, as Christians, there's only one way to respond in our defining moment that's going to benefit us, no matter how challenging or how difficult, and that's responding right. And how many know responding right simply boils down to trusting God? That's how you respond right, Christians. That's how you respond right, uh, by trusting God in your defining moment. He's trusting and relying on God's wisdom uh, during the, the defining moment uh, works to our benefit, church. Our decisions uh, must be precise uh, and thought out with godly wisdom. I'll close with this story. I must admit, I our commitment Of going to south africa to be missionaries was definitely one of the biggest defining moments that my wife and i had to face and family uh, and really had to trust god not in the fact of not going but in the midst of things in the midst of what happened before it and and, oh you know the uncertain days to follow was very was very uh, you know i remember it was like yesterday Talking with his pastor, and he's like, uh, you know, uh, right before service, I got to talk to you about something. I'm like, pastor, what, what is it? He? He's like, I'm, I'm going to get back with you. You know, that's always nerve-wracking when your pastor won't tell you what's going on. <laughs> he just smiles. He comes up like, I'm like, I'll get with you. I'm like, oh, goodness. Then we and my wife get in there, and there's moaning in there. I said, oh, Lord, this is about to be crazy. What's going on? And if they break the news, uh, you know, South Africa's not going to be a goal. Uh, Pastor Campbellfield checked on it, uh, et cetera, et cetera. You know the story. But in the midst, church, I tell you, in the midst of the uncertain days to follow thereafter, in the midst of where the finances uh, were going to come from after not having the business anymore, in the midst of letting go a good church after taking a few to conference that, I, that, 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 were, that were coming back fired up, doing something great for God in the midst of grandparents and in-laws, all the fights and arguments that you don't know about, understanding why we're taking their grandchildren 8,000 miles across the Atlantic Ocean only to be staying with someone with no home of our own. And with the height of COVID-19, just weeks around the corner. A cloud of confusion in the air in these uncertain days. But church, I tell you, it is right here where my wife, along with my family, trusted God in a defined moment. And I tell you, I declare to you today and testify, we hung in there. We trusted God in defining moments in the days of uncertainty. And church, listen, it was all worth it. It was the defining moment that God elevated us. God kept us. He strengthened. He provided for us. And I stand here today telling you listen, I am standing in my better days. Amen. I am standing absolutely uh, in my better days. Uh, and I credit it to God uh, strengthening us and that we begin to just trust and lean on God. And how many know it all worked itself out? Yeah it all worked itself out because they didn't tell you all night but i won't but it worked itself out in every avenue you can think of church hear me tonight church trust god and allow him to define your defining moment and not you allow god hear from god david was able to hear from god in his defining moment Again, don't let your defining moment to be defined by tragedies, but let it be defined by uh, you putting your trust in God. That God, Amen, sees. Can you say Amen? Can everybody here bow your eye closed in respect to your neighbor tonight? Hallelujah.